Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Robbie Rao, and this is the Jesus Golf Guy Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing visualization and how that can help maximize your results on and off the golf course. Stay tuned. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Visualization was one of the most impactful things I've ever done for my golf career. I mean, I literally felt like I hit this wall in college where I couldn't work hard enough. And I just felt like I wasn't getting better. I just felt like I just kept hitting the ceiling. And and honestly, looking back, um, I was holding myself back mentally, um, you know, confidence, things like that. But anyways, when it comes to the golf side of this thing, like I really was like, man, I tried everything and nothing was getting me past that level. And for me, it was, I was kind of stuck in that 72 to 75 range. And I just felt like I couldn't break through. And guys, I'm just saying, I've found that this, what I'm about to share with you, if you feel like you're at this ceiling where you feel like you're working hard, you feel like you've done everything you could and you feel like you're not getting better, you've got to go this route. And I even encourage people that even if you feel like you haven't got there, don't hit that ceiling, just start visualizing and all of a sudden that ceiling breaks off. So so basically, um, I remember it's my junior year, um, I was prepared for my conference championship in the fall and ended up tying some freshmen from Gannon, um, really quality player. And we, uh, we went into a playoff and I lost in the first playoff hall. And I remember I was prepared for the back nine of that, but I wasn't prepared for a playoff mentally. And so I got in there, I was nervous and my flow was off this and that, and, and just lost. It just is what it is. Um, but what happened was I got so upset and I was like, man, like, I feel like I've tried everything and I'm so tired of coming in second. Right. So, um, and I just kept, I kept remembering that the different books that I've read, I, I would always skim over the visualization thing. I was like, oh, I don't even understand what that means. Um, and again, it was like, you know what? I've tried everything, but learning to visualize. So, uh, I basically just said, all right, you know what? I'm going to start this. I'm going to try it. And I don't even know how to do it. We're just going to roll. So in the beginning, I was just trying to play holes in my head. What blew my mind was I was actually unable to hit the ball in play as I visualized. I mean, I can remember visualizing myself standing on my first hole um, at the country club I belonged to and or belonged to when I was in college. And I literally like kept hitting it right out of bounds to start the round in my head. And I was like, oh my God, like if I can't control where the ball goes as I'm visualizing it, how in the world can I control it when I'm actually playing? And it was just crazy stuff like that, missing greens, three putting, missing short putts. Like I was literally, I couldn't do some of these things in my head. And I was like, no wonder why, you know, when I'm playing in the tournament, I mess up some of those simple things. And um, so basically, like, I, I just struggled the first month or two trying to figure out how to visualize. And what I found was that as I began to visualize myself doing it in my visualization, so, all right, so picture this, my eyes are closed. Um, I'm not just hitting the shot, but before the shot that I'm visualizing, I'm going to tell myself what I want the ball to do, see it happen, and then go do it. So it's like a visualization of a visualization, if that makes sense. So what happened was I started training myself how to think. And once I did that, like standing on that first tee, I visualized myself, like I'm, my eyes are closed right now. I'm doing it now. 
my eyes were closed, my eyes were closed and I would see myself hitting the ball down the left center of the fairway, uh, hitting a little fade. I told myself, this is what I want the ball to do. And then I would visualize myself doing it then. Um, that is when I was able to start controlling the golf ball. So I understood that me just speaking, this is what I want the ball to do, it would then start to follow. And it was very interesting. Um, I was then able to start controlling the golf ball because before I wanted to hit it, I would just visualize myself doing it and it would happen. So what happened was I started playing quote unquote playing nine to 18 holes, usually 18 holes per day for six straight months, uh, before tournaments. I would even like, I'd be in the hotel room by myself. I always had my own hotel room cause, um, you know, other guys teamed up and on my team and I just like kind of being alone. And so I would, for this specific reason, really, and I don't even know if the guys on my team even knew this, but I would like take my bag in the room and I would visualize like playing holes and I would actually, um, do practice swings and I would like go through my routine and like do a swing and I would see the ball fly and stuff. And I would actually visualize myself playing that round before we even got to that golf course. So I started practicing this type of thing and man, like the results started getting better. But what happened was that about six months goes by now we're at the regional championship and, um, I missed going to nationals by two shots and didn't play really any good. Um, I I know it sounds crazy, but I just felt like I left a lot out there. Missed a couple short putts. Like I'm like, oh my gosh! Like this visualization thing still didn't click. Um, it took a while, I believe, for me because I had to train myself how to do it as I was doing it. Like I didn't have any idea. I just kind of was figuring things out. So maybe halfway through, it's like, oh, I'm now starting to get it. Um, then then things then little breakthroughs are happening, but. Again, nothing major happened, even up into this regional standpoint. So I'm still upset, and now there's a little fire lit underneath me. And I'm like, I, we, I get home that following week, and um, we're having a gap match, which is like country clubs playing against one another. And I can remember that I said to our head pro, I said, "Listen, you got to put me against the best guy out there." Uh, he's like, "I said I'm about to go off," and he was <laughs> just he laughed at me, and probably I would have laughed at myself now. Um, but I was dead serious. I'm like, I'm, I'm about to go off. He's like, okay, dude, whatever. So he puts me against the best guy um, on the other team. And I was playing my stepdad and these two other guys from the other country club that we were playing against. And I remember um, front nine, I was, I made three birdies and two bogeys, which, you know, that was okay for me at the time. Pretty good. Um, but it wasn't anything like eye-opening. Um, like, oh, wow, it finally sunk in. It finally clicked. Um, I remember, I, I think I may have three-putted one on the front nine, you know, whatever. Um, but what happened was on the back nine, um, I went birdie on 10, birdie in 11, birdie 12, birdie 13, birdie 14, bogey 15 with a three-putt, missed a four-footer, um, birdie 16, hit in the water on 17, made bogey, and then um, eagled 18 to finish. So I went whatever that was, 34, 30, uh, shot 64 with nine birdies, one eagle, and four bogeys. So what was crazy was, was I've never had a stretch like that back nine, ever. Like, never, just was five birdies in a row with bogey, birdie, bogey, eagle. Like, just, that was ridiculous. So, obviously blew that guy out. And sometimes, like, when you're playing match play, like, you just run to a buzzsaw. Well, that, you know, that day for that guy was a buzzsaw. I mean, I've played guys in match play that have gone off like that, and you just can't do anything. So, um, anyways, like... You know, shoot 30 on the back nine, 64, my lowest score of all time by, at that point, and literally by probably four shots at that point. And um, what was crazy was it felt like I've been there like a thousand times. 
in reality, I never was. And then I started seeing that, like the research would show that if you start visualizing yourself doing something physically active, it fires the same neurons as if you were actually doing it. So I literally was literally playing 18 holes a day in my head, but it was like I was really doing it because again, if you visualize yourself doing something physically active, it fires the same neurons as if you were actually doing it. So what was cool was, is I was going through this process of visualizing myself playing perfect rounds. And when I say that, guys, I mean, I'm literally birdying every single hole in my head. And then it's like, okay, you birdie the first four holes. What do you do on that, on that fifth hole? And there's OB left and right. You don't just try to steer a tee shot. You're like, you know what? I'm going to hit another quality shot here. I'm going to see my shot shape. I'm, I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to trust my swing. and I'm just going to hit it. Boom. All right. Now I'm, on, now I'm like 150 yards out. There's bunkers on both sides. All right. Tight green, pin like back left corner. You know what? I'm going to hit a quality shot here, 15 feet right. I'm going to hit a good quality shot in here. Boom, hit it there. And then, okay, I got 15 feet, little uphill right to left. I'm going to hit a nice little stroke in here. Let's let this ball fall in the right center of the hole. Like that was like the, the mindset. It was just I trained myself to keep pushing, keep pushing, because in the past I would have been trying to hold on to that really good score. You see what I'm saying? I would have tried to hold on to it where um, where then I trained myself to just keep the pedal down, keep the pedal down. And I trained myself how to think in that process. So I found that visualizing wasn't just seeing shot shapes. Visualizing was also teaching myself how to handle the process of good golf, what that's like. Because what happens when you make six birdies in a row? Like, you see these guys on tour and stuff on TV. Even you see some college players, some high school players in some big tournaments. Like, these guys are making five to eight, nine birdies a round. It's like, whoa, okay. Now, they're not doing it every single round, but, like, they still had to do it eventually. So, what I'm, what I'm saying is I learned to train myself in this way. And once it clicked and I had that, that round where I was really comfortable the whole way through, didn't know where I was at with my score, wasn't counting up, wasn't doing the math where I'm like, all right, well, I'm 300 now. If I, if I par out, you know, I shoot this. No, just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Um, once I did this and, and actually did it in a round, um, it's literally like the ceiling flew off and the potential went through the roof then. I stopped holding myself back. I really trained myself through visualization to stop holding myself back. So um, what happened then was that summer, um, I have had a, I had a lot of tournaments where I was like bogey-free, um, you know, three or, four, three or four birdies, bogey-free, you know, win a qualifier, this and that, um, you know, win a couple tournaments here and there. And then, like, we get into tryouts, and I remember it was, like, me and my roommate at the time, you know, one of my really, really good buddies, uh, we were battling out. It was, like, um, for the number one spot on the team, it was going into my senior year. And I can remember, like, we were playing Pilgrim's Oak, uh, just a, it's a decent public golf course in our area. And um, I remember... I was playing really good, but I just wasn't making anything. And I was maybe like two under through um, like 13 holes and didn't make any bogeys, just two unders, just solid, steady golf. And then just got hot the last five holes, four or five holes. I made four or five, four birdies in the last five holes to shoot 66 and have the course record um, at that golf course. And it was, I believe that the course record's high because that golf course is usually really firm. So it's really hard to hold greens and they're really like slopey. Um, I did catch on a softer day, so it was a little bit easier than the normal. But regardless, um, I ended up shooting 66 that day. I think he shot 69, but um, I just, I got hot the last couple holes and I knew how to handle, 
you know, making a couple birdies coming down the stretch because I did it mentally. So, guys, what I'm saying here is, is as you train yourself to visualize success on the golf course, not only training yourself seeing the shots and and making birdies and stuff, making pars and whatever, uh, but literally training yourself how to think in that process. This, for me, was literally what took that ceiling off and allowed the potential to just fly through the roof. Because I used to hold myself back through fear, used to hold myself back through self-doubt. I used to hold myself back because I was just scared of failure. I, I just didn't want to make mistakes, so I just tried to hobble in. And you know, and I know that, you know, obviously it's not you don't want to have that at all, but yeah, it's just something that was real. And I the more people I talk to about this, a lot of people struggle with the same thing. So um visualization can really help when it comes to golf and stuff. And and you'll hear, if you even listen to athletes all across the board, you hear athletes from different sports, they say that visualization is so important for them. So in all these different things, and I'm not going to get into it because I want to keep this short now, but I truly recommend visualizing yourself playing 9 to 18 holes a day, perfect golf. And if you even want to throw in a couple, like if you hit an errant shot, like getting that really good up and down where it's like uh, short side in the bunker and you hit this high soft splasher that just comes out three feet, make the putt, like whatever. Um, you want to chip in, like what just the point is, um, and, I, and I don't want you to think like, uh, I remember I was talking to a, a girl that I teach, high school girl, and she was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm making 18 pars in a row. I said, why not birdies? And she was like, well, it's not really realistic. And so I said like, well, why isn't it realistic? And, ah, you know, I don't know. I said, you know, how about all these different people that play, like, and they shoot really low scores? Realistic for them. And, you know, she just didn't see herself that good. And I was like, listen, like, if you can't make birdies in your head when you can control it, will you make a lot of them on the golf course? No. So you have, like, okay, another another nice quote here. You can write this one down. You can't outperform your self-image. So if you think you're okay, you're going to be okay. Right. It doesn't mean like go tell everybody how good you are. It's like, no, like just be confident in what you can do. So in conclusion here, I really want you to think about this. How much time do you spend practicing the physical components of the game? Putting, chipping, pitching, tee shots, this and that. Right. How often do you spend time practicing the mental side of the game? I usually hear crickets. When I ask this question, because most people don't even do that. They don't even know how, right? One of the most important ways to do that is through visualization. You've got to see yourself doing it before you do it. You got to train yourself how to think in pressure situations. You got to train yourself how to think when you're playing your best golf. There's no more holding back or letting it rip. There's no more holding back, pedal down, we keep going, right? You got to train yourself how to think, even when you make a mistake, how to bounce back and make par still. You got to train yourself how to think, how to approach the game. All right, so spend time doing this. I usually recommend my students doing it uh, 9 to 18 holes per day. You know, you could do something where I've even had people do this exercise where I say, okay, I need you to... Play 18 holes in your head, visualizing that. But I want you to do some practice swings as you're doing it. So you're actually doing a physical component to this. You're not going to hit any balls. You're just going to step up, hit the shot in your mind. But you're actually swinging the club and let the ball fly. And just see it. See it in your mind's eye. Practice doing that. 
So I recommend doing this 9 to 18 holes per day. What's crazy is only 5 to 10% of kids or people actually listen to this advice. This is one of the things that I wish that could be flipped where 90% of people listen to this advice because everybody that would do it would get better. No, I don't know how long it might take for it to click for you. It may take three months, three weeks, you know, six months for me. That's how long it took for me. But I also had to learn how to do all these little tricks and stuff. But now that I know how to do it and I just shared it with you, it may take a shorter period of time. But just keep doing it. Keep doing it. When it clicks, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because, you know, I did this for, we'll say, like a year, a year and a half. I stopped then because I started teaching. But I still reap the fruit of that. I still go out and play. This past year, I played five rounds, and I averaged 69. Didn't shoot one round over par. Barely practice. If you're one of my students, you know I literally barely practice. Well, how does that happen? Well, I know how to think now. I train myself how to think on the golf course. I train myself to not be uncomfortable at even par or under par. I'm now uncomfortable when I'm over par. I feel most comfortable the lower I go. Right? So, like, this is so important. So important. So I really encourage you to make this a, a, a daily habit or a weekly habit where you're a couple times a week and do it for weeks, months, years. What would this look like if somebody were to do this? Say you're a high school kid, you're a sophomore in high school, and you do this your entire high school career, entire college career, how good are you going to be? I'll tell you right now, you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to be the very best you can be. All right. I pray that this message blessed you in many ways. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Jesus Golf Guy Podcast.